0: Welcome to the Strategic Planning Podcast with financial coach Mike Flanders. With more than 40 years of experience in the financial services industry, Mike knows the X's and O's that will help you achieve your financial goals. It's time for the Strategic Planning Podcast. Hey
1: everybody. Welcome into the podcast. This is Strategic Planning with Mike Flanders and myself here to talk investing finance and retirement. We're going to put Mike on the spot. A little fun. We're going to put you guys on the spot too. play along with us. I've got a quiz planned. Ooh. Uh, nobody, uh, you know, I don't know when we were kids, I don't know if we liked hearing pop quiz. Uh, mm-hmm. that was probably not a phrase that many people are super excited about. <laughs> But we got a pop quiz today on the podcast. But a, it's multiple choice. B, it's only five questions, Uh, so it's pretty easy. So I think.
0: Or you can fail real easy if you just miss one. That's true. That's true. (laughs) But
1: it's hey, can we get an A plus for our retirement planning? And if not, maybe these are some questions to get you thinking. So that's the idea behind that today. And of course, what's going on, my friend? How are you?
0: I'm good. I hope you guys are doing great doing well uh we're
1: all smeltering right because yes, uh, it is hot it's a yes. tad toasty this the end of july here but that's to be expected so yeah we've uh, got
0: our, our son coming in this uh week or tomorrow i guess from oh. uh indiana and he wanted to play softball or baseball whatever on friday evening and it's supposed to be 97 degrees i'm like okay yeah um,
1: <laughs> Take yes. lots of water <laughs> drink lots of water please be careful if you do something like that because that's you know that's yeah. pretty that's pretty darn hot oh yeah uh, and it's yeah. happening over all over the globe i mean europe we've seen all what's going on there they, they're they not used to it they're not they don't have the infrastructure for it so it's 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 yes. Mother Nature is a little, uh, she's a little ornery this summer. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But anyway, let's jump in and play our game, shall we?
0: Let's do. We'll make
1: make this short and sweet and have a little fun Uh with it. Uh, Some five questions here that you might want to know the answers to. You should know the answers to. So sharpen your pencils, uh, play along. Let's see how you do. All right, Mike Flanders. Number one, at what age should you start saving for retirement? A, Hmm. when you begin working. B, when you buy or after you buy your first home, excuse me, or C, once you've paid off all your debts. Of those three, what's the best choice?
0: Oh, there's not a a D. There's not a D on this one. (laughs) Uh, I I mean, I would make a D and say all of the above. So like, you know, hey, I I think uh, if I I had to choose one of these, I would say uh, C because after you, uh, when you've paid off all your debts, because otherwise really? you're working at cross purposes. To
1: start saving, weight? because th- doesn't it seem like there's always going to be something a
0: debt? Well, that doesn't have to be. <laughs> okay, all right. It depends on, uh, it, and it see, this this depends on your philosophy too. Right. Okay, and um, you yeah, know, so like, is a mortgage. A debt, or is it just you know? It's what a lot of people call good debt because it allows you to do something that's appreciating in value, not depreciating. Right. As opposed to debt that was used to buy restaurant meals or things that you're gonna you know uh, clothing or or vacations or whatever things that go away and don't have any holding value. uh, You know, from a tangible standpoint. Yeah. So um, yeah, I would say when you when you've paid off your this is this is what I would say. Uh, if you've got debt, number one, it, and, and you want to start saving and, and inv- or investing, I should say, for retirement, mm-hmm. if that's a desire, I think that desire, if put in abeyance until you have paid off your debt is going to help you pay the debt off faster. If you really do want to save for retirement.
1: Okay. I see how you're looking at it. Yeah. Shaking it up a little bit because most of us would say, Hey, well, once we get that full time job, start start pumping money into the 401k that we're offered or whatever. And there you go.
0: Exactly. And and I'm going to come back to that too. That's why I want to say option D all of the above. Uh
1: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay.
0: Because I don't want you working at cross purposes and having debt that's sapping, costs from interest uh, charges mm-hmm. uh, and then you're investing and, and and you know you're just matching these things up and you're not going anywhere really if you just continue to pile on additional debt particularly so pay off the debt and save but when you start working i think it's a great idea to start investing for retirement if you don't have debt if you do have debt start something you know maybe it's just $25 a month or $50 a month or whatever but Focus on paying off the debt first. And the only reason I would say too is start when you start working, particularly if your employer has a matching contribution to a, a retirement plan. You know, you you want to get that match. And and that overcomes the interest cost on the debt side of things. But I really, really like people to get out of debt. It's okay. a wonderful thing. <laughs> I like, I like
1: it shaking it up a little bit, making his own yeah. rules right here on the on That's the right. uh, on the pop quiz. Um, <laughs> all right, let's go to number two. Which okay. of these is the best estimate of how much income you might need in retirement? A fifty percent of your income, B eighty five percent of your income, C a hundred percent of your income, or D none of the above
0: the old rule of thumb used to be you need about 80 85% of your That's the one that
1: rings a bell, right? That's the one yeah. we we yeah. have kind of taught. But is it accurate in today's world?
0: Right. I I have seen that it's not necessarily accurate. In fact, it's funny, I've been kind of doing some things like that. Uh just uh updating my own financial plan some recently and looking at Budgets again and uh, that that sort of thing and and it's it's about a hundred percent yeah and maybe even a little more in the early days maybe a little more yeah. and it depends you know what have you got in the way of taking care of things like healthcare issues that might come along uh, needing for alternative living arrangements if you do need help with your health or something like that if you've got that covered either with long term care insurance or you've got a stockpile of money for that. Then, yeah, maybe it's maybe it's a lesser percentage of your income. But, you know, there there are some things that continue that um, that can be expensive, like yeah. the cost of health insurance or oh, long term sure. care or what yeah. have you.
1: Yeah. yeah, I would think that if nothing else, it should probably at least be 100 nowadays, maybe a tad more. Obviously, if you wanted to think about the inflation problems we're dealing with or just the mm-hmm. fact that maybe in the early years of retirement, we're go, go, go. So we're going to need a little more than yeah. 100% of our current income. So just, right. you know, way to think about it. So, and you know, like any of these things, Mike, we have fun with them. You guys mm-hmm. can always cheese out and say as financial <laughs> professionals and say, well, it depends because it truly does. It, it right? really does. Right? But but we can have a little fun and at least try to provide some guidance on some of these, you know, exactly. reasons why for some of this stuff. So, all right, let's right. do number three. Okay. Which of these do you find retirees fear the most? This one's going to be pretty easy. I'm pretty sure. Uh, <laughs> a, not leaving enough money to the kids. B, <laughs> running out of money or C, nursing home care.
0: <laughs> I, I would say they fear leaving too much money for the kids. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no, <laughs> seriously, though. Um, I, I'd, I'd have to say it's running out of money. But That's most, right. Uh, needing nursing home care is yes. a close right second.
1: there. Yeah, it is. Right. Well, and maybe if you have enough money, maybe the second one's not as big a problem. Not as big of a deal. That's right. right.
0: Yep. And and you know, then of course, if you have enough money, then that the you can running that out of money guess, is not necessarily as big of a deal. Right. But true. you know, the thing I think that sometimes that people will say is. Well, you know, I, I am most concerned about running out of money, so I want to be sure of that. And, and so I'm not going to worry too much about the nursing home care because if I do need that, I can always go on Medicare. And there's a misunderstanding of how Medicare works because Medicare is not going to pay for nursing care. Uh, I mean, it has a very small amount that if you hit all the buttons right, you can get something paid for. they probably have heard that and gotten confused with Medicaid. Well, if you do run out of money and you need nursing home care, you likely can qualify for Medicaid. But. That's another matter. Right. Yeah. I won't take you down that trail right now.
1: Yeah. I would say that most people do stay with the, you know, the, the, let's not run out because then it just kind of if, you know, affects everything else in the, in the equation. So I think that's where most people start, but yeah, nursing home care, we all fear it's right there behind it. Um, Mm -hmm. And of course, if you've got the funds or, or even if you don't sometimes, but just proper planning will help you get yourself you know, in the right mode for looking at ways to have long-term care health mm-hmm. plans or whatever, so that you don't have to necessarily fear the nursing home. So, yeah, exactly. uh, all right, number four, which of these examples Mike best represents a diversified retirement plan? These are kind of fun. Uh, mm-hmm. A, a mix of 60% stocks and 40% bonds, which is that traditional 60-40 portfolio. Mm-hmm. B, three rental homes in various neighborhoods, along with a good amount of cash in the bank. Or option C. 10 to 12 different mutual funds, or option D, none of the above represent a good diversified plan?
0: I would have to go with A, a 60-40 mix of bonds. And of course, it depends on the person's risk tolerance and their need for return. That might change a little bit, tweaked, whatever. But that's a typical balance type approach to things. It's pretty traditional. three rental homes... That concerns me a little bit for retirement income because who's taking care of those things when there's a toilet that overflows at two in the morning uh, on a renter, you know? Yeah. And Or if you lose it, a renter, I mean, if that's or you lose a renter, if you that's need that
1: exactly. for income, I mean, yes, I know that it also says a guarantee, you know, a good chunk of cash in a bank, but still,
0: like yeah. you know, you,
1: you get a, if you're counting on those three rentals and you you know mm-hmm. have long periods or some periods with nobody in it, well, that's that's a problem.
0: It can be tough, right? Mm-hmm. And. And you know how markets run as far as real real estate goes. Sometimes it's better for people to be buying, sometimes super high, it's better super super cold, to be renting. Mm-hmm. And you know, so you might get into one of those times. And and you know, think about it. There, you've got two asset classes: real estate and cash. That's mm-hmm. not very diversified. True. Uh, stocks, ne- and neither
1: is the mutual funds. Ten to twelve. It's probably 12 a lot funds. of the same.
0: Yeah. And a lot of times those funds, you know, it, it just depends on how you came about choosing them, but a lot of them, right. they own the same stuff. Say, yeah. So, many
1: times it's all large cap and stuff, right? Yeah.
0: You, you owning a lot of that. Right. Yeah. So yeah, you know, if you got a, a well diversified uh, across all the different asset classes in a 60 40 mix, I think that's the best answer. You know, Mike, here.
1: maybe all three of these could work. You know, I mean, like if you got the 60 40 going together. on and you got mm-hmm. some rental homes and you got some cash sure. in the bank as an emergency fund, uh, of course, mm-hmm. in that 60% stocks, you probably have mutual funds anyway, but still, you right. know, you could can, kind of combine those and that you would could. be pretty, mm-hmm. pretty diversified. So, point being, right? It's, and even the sixty forty—that's the best maybe option on here. But that's my—that's probably not the best thing for everybody either, right? It's because, not necessarily. Yeah. That's right. Because sixty yeah. percent uh, stocks may be way more than someone's comfortable with, especially in a down market.
0: Right. It could be, and yeah. so that—that's why you've got to measure all that kind of stuff first, and and. Put something it together that's going to make mm-hmm. sense for the long haul through all kinds of market conditions. Yeah. So. And,
1: of course, bonds right now are all squirrely anyway, right? Yeah. So <laughs> everything's um, going Everything's pretty squirrely. Yeah. So going to bonds, the traditional mode of 60-40, right, you move to bonds traditionally to add some safety in. But that's not even the case right now either. So right. there's a lot of stuff that's uh, a bit wacky in the there environment. So that's why you definitely want to have a qualified pro like Mike in your corner helping you out if you're not already working with him. So let's do one more and then we'll wrap up. Uh, Number five, to make sure you do not run out of money in retirement, Mike, only withdraw blank percent from your portfolio each year. Would that be A, 1%, B, 4%, C, 6%, or D, just find a different strategy altogether?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, the rule of thumb that's been out there again, I hate that term, rule of thumb. Right. Anyway, the thing that's kind of been the safe money withdrawal rate has been 4% for a long time. But um, mm-hmm. you know, there's some there's concern a about right. that, and 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 obviously, if four percent's safe, one percent's even safer. So I mean, it could be the one percent. Sure, right. but if but you want a ha- little conservative,
1: right? If you want to have some back of the napkin math here, you got a million bucks. You're pulling out one percent a year. You're living on ten grand.
0: Ten thousand dollars, right? I so, mean, maybe
1: if you had a pension, you know, maybe yeah. you could just only pull one percent of your your assets that you would exactly. save. But that's
0: why it depends on that's all the depends. other rest other things in, in, involved. That's but, right. Uh, yeah, there's, there's a, a kind of a new strategy out there that people are looking at. And I, and I like to look at it and consider mm-hmm. it and help people consider whether this makes more sense for them as far as being aggressive with their investing. Uh, not, not in terms of risk, but in the amount they're investing okay. to get to our goals. Uh-huh. Uh, is to take your age, divide it by 20, and that's the percentage in retirement that you would be withdrawing ah. at those points in time. So, for instance, let's say you retired early at age 60 divide 60 by 20 you're going to take three percent out of your mix okay if you're 70 you're going to take three and a half if you're 80 you can take the four if you're 90 you're at four and a half you see the
1: yeah the changes versus the um, right. the rule of a hundred right where it's you know you take a hundred minus your age and that's how much you should have you know save and so on right. and so forth so this is a little bit i like this yeah divide 20 by your age
0: Right. And, and so, you know, you mentioned something earlier. I forgot which question it was, but mm-hmm. about the go go times, you know. And so when you're you, all spending you're more younger, younger. Mm-hmm. yeah, spend a little early, uh, more early on. This seems to go in the fly in the face of that to a certain extent. But if you're planning for that, that, yeah, we're going to do some travel, we're going to do some other things in the earlier years of our retirement. Right. Just accumulate more money for that so that that lower percentage rate works. And then what it does. As you go and, you know, if you're starting out where you're spending 100% of your pre-retirement income when you initially retire, mm-hmm. uh, that might go up with health care, inflation, et cetera, uh, that might run ahead of uh, a withdrawal plan if you have too aggressive a withdrawal percentage. So gotcha. you know, it allows for that later on to pick that up if you're going to increase the percentages as you age, Yeah, um, you know. That, that may take care of
1: that. So, maybe find a strategy, different strategy altogether is the option yeah. to go with here because, yeah, the 4% thing. I mean, we've heard people saying now it's more like 2.9 or, or 3.1 because it's just mm-hmm. there, with everything factored in, it's just maybe not holding up. This was a rule of thumb since the late 80s, early 90s, somewhere yeah. in there. So, you know, right. at the end of the day, it's fun to take the little pop quiz, but what it really kind of reminds us is no matter where your answers were, make sure that you've got a strategy in place for you because what Mike needs uh-huh. is different than what I need and what I need is different than what you need and so on mm-hmm. and so forth, right? So. Uh, that's why it's strategic planning, right? Not just, right. Uh, not just random. Hey, this will, you know, this will work. Planning.
0: <laughs> it's, it's. Strategic. We thought about calling it the company that. We thought uh, about calling
1: this will work. Planning. There you this'll go. work. Planning. That's right. So get yourself a strategic plan in place if you're not already working with Mike. If you are fantastic, share the podcast with those who might benefit from the message. You can find all the information and subscribe to the show on whatever platform you like using. We're on most of the major ones. There, you can find all that info at spcinvesting dot com. That's uh, stands for Strategic Planning Corporation, Mike's company, spcinvesting.com, or you can also just search for the podcast on whatever app you like to use, like Apple, Google, Spotify, with strategic planning in the search box. Mike, thanks for hanging out, my friend, as always. I appreciate your time. Good stuff, and uh, we'll let you pass today.
0: Great. Thank you for the (laughs) passing score. (laughs)
1: You've got it, my friend. Uh, Have a great week. Stay cool, and we'll talk to you here in a couple weeks again for another podcast on strategic planning with Mike Flanders.
0: Sounds great.